You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 18th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about some of the roster battles and roster questions facing the Orlando Magic now that the Summer League is over. And we begin to look ahead to training camp. We'll dive into some of the big roster decisions that are still left for the Orlando Magic as we get to the end of the season. Plus, we'll talk about the legend himself, Giannis Tima, and his summer league, as well as dive into some schedule issues, which we'll get into a little bit more later on in the week. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching, grabbing download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on any team in the NBA? Want, want the general per, national perspective too? You can find the Locked On NBA podcast as well as Locked On podcasts for all 30 NBA teams. So search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. No matter, no matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So obviously, the, the Orlando Magic's offseason is pretty much done. Um, they signed Robin Lopez to a contract. They let Dwayne Bacon, they waived Dwayne Bacon. He's now with the New York Knicks. Um, they've, they they, they, they kind of had a very quiet offseason. The two big additions, obviously, were Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs. Um, we're waiting on a reported signing of Moritz Wagner, but that has not happened yet. And so you look at the Magic's roster, and it's pretty well set. Um, there, there isn't much more that they can do. As things stand right now, here is the roster. At point guard, you've got Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs, as well as Michael Carter-Williams and Cole Anthony. At, the, at two guard, you've got Gary Harris, as well as Terrence Ross. At the three, you've got Chumo Kiki, Franz Wagner, uh, and yeah, you could play Jonathan Isaac there too, although he'll probably start at the four. Uh, at uh, additionally, at center, you've got Robin Lopez, Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba. That gets you to 12 right there. Ignaz Braustakis is on a two-way contract, and I am sure I have forgotten someone very, very obvious in my counting there as uh, R.J. Hampton. So there's 13. Um, um, I, I know I'm forgetting someone very, very obvious here as I'm trying to go off the roster from memory, um, which is probably not something I should do. I'm actually going to pull the roster up here. Real fast, make sure I, I've gotten everybody included here. So I'm at 13 as it stands right now. Um, let's see here. Mark, uh, I got Markel. Uh, James Ennis no longer on the roster. Uh, Jason Randall no longer on the roster. Yeah. So you, you got 13 players. So there's there's essentially one open roster spot left. There's two roster spots left, but essentially only one because the Magic are more likely to keep that 15th roster spot open. They'll sign a two-way contract player down the road, it looks like. Um, but it looks like that 14th roster spot is going to be filled by Moritz Wagner. Um, I will help try and make the argument that Giannis Tima should probably get one of those roster spots um, again. But I think the Magic want to keep that roster spot open. So the Magic are the Magic are done with their offseason. Um, you know they used part of their mid-level exception to sign Robin Lopez. Um, not a whole lot else going on. Again, it's a very quiet offseason. The big acquisitions coming in the draft. 
the biggest question, of course, the Magic face is how do you sort out a, t- a 10-man rotation out of all that? Um, someone who should be playing will not play, whether it's R.J. Hampton, whether it's Robin Lopez, whether it's Gary Harris. There, it feels like there's one more move to make somewhere down the road. And obviously, one of the big questions that, that we have is, what is that move? Um, what is that big trade that, that might be down the road you know, come the trade deadline, come sooner than the trade deadline now that free agency has started to quiet uh, and the te- and teams are starting to kind of back into their corners with just six weeks to go before training camp. A lot of us do suspect that that move is Terrence Ross. As much of a fan favorite as he is, he does not quite fit the timeline for this team anymore. At 30 years old, he is one of the older players on the team now. Uh, and he is someone who, for really lack of a better phrase, um, someone who could contribute better to a winning team than he probably can to this Magic team. Not that the Magic shouldn't be happy to have him, not that the Magic shouldn't be thrilled to have him, but one of the big questions that we'll be facing and we'll be asking, we'll be thinking about through the course of the season is what value can the Magic get for Terrence Ross? And again, I hate this reductiveness of, of uh, taking a person down to an asset or, or considering a person a trade asset, but that's the reality of the NBA. Terrence Ross has done nothing but play hard for the Orlando Magic. I suspect the Magic will want to take care of him at some point down the road uh, and help him out as they can. Terrence Ross, though, is you know really a big picture question. Um, you know, again, what are the Magic looking for? What what do the Magic want out of him? The bigger question for the Magic in the big picture is what do they do with their two young centers? Um, Mo Bamba obviously took it upon himself to make sure that he was front and center with the Orlando Magic. I mean, he said on the NBA on the ESPN broadcast of the Magic's win over the Houston Rockets that something he's really been working on is his motor, being a consistent force throughout the course of the game. Um, again, I, I don't know if motor is the right word because I think motor sometimes gets uh, mixed up with effort, and, and I don't think Mo Bamba's ever played without effort. Um, you know, again, I, I'm very careful to say a guy isn't trying hard. I think Mo is trying hard. I think some of some of his issues have been kind of processing speed and getting up to the speed of the game uh, and being able to kind of again, like like Mo said on Sunday, play with force. But this is a big year for Mo Obama. This is a big year for Wendell Carter. Both players are taken in that 2018 draft class, and so both players can become restricted free agents at the end of the season. And so you know, one of the I think recurring storylines that we will see throughout the course of the year is this sort of mini-competition between the two. I doubt the Magic will give both a big contract, a a, a contract in in restricted free agency. I doubt that both players will get long-term futures with the Orlando Magic. Um, That's just the reality of it. Um, You know, again, if they both play well, it's going to be hard to justify bringing them both on $15 million a year contracts, and all of a sudden, now you've eaten up into all the cap space that you have carefully created and carefully made. And so I think one of the big, big, big issues that the Magic face now is trying to figure out if and who they should keep between these two players. That's, again, just the reality of the economics of this is the Magic can't afford to keep both, most likely. There's a report from Matt Moore of the Action Network uh, a few few weeks ago that that many uh, executives around the league expect the Magic to retain Wendell Carter and that that decision is already made. I am not convinced of that. I'm not convinced that Carter will get an extension. I think both will have to play out this season with the specter of restricted free agency hanging over them Um, and that the Magic will probably be 
content to see what what one gets on the market. I don't think they'll be content to see what both get on the market. And so you're already previewing this. I've said Terrence Ross could be on the trade block. Certainly Gary Harris could be on the trade block as an expiring contract. Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter, one of those two, if not both, will also be on the trade block come February. I do expect the Magic to be very, very active. You know, again, looking for some future assets perhaps, but very, very active on the trade market when we get to the trade deadline coming up here in a couple months at the, at the, uh, toward the end of February. Carter, to, you know, again, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to say much about this. Um, you know, there are people who still believe in Bamba and, and, and there's no reason not to. Um, I, I do think that he's got a longer way to go, that Carter's a more consistent player. And at this point, I expect Wendell Carter to be the starting center for the Orlando Magic. But it's no guarantee. Nothing is guaranteed here. And I think that's one of the big, big things. Um, and again, it'll be something that we're watching here. I'm just kind of putting the question out there. I don't have an answer yet. To who who that answer who uh, to who's going to get this uh, this this thing going? Um, another big issue that the Magic face, just looking at this roster, is the sheer amount of point guards the Magic have. They have, I mean, having multiple ball handlers is not a big deal anymore. There's a lot of teams playing the two ball handler lineups, if not three ball handler lineups at times. Uh, so having all these ball handlers is not a bad thing. Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, R.J. Hampton, Michael Carter Williams, having all those guys. Uh, able to handle the ball and able to coordinate an offense, not a bad thing. I don't view that as a bad thing. I don't view that as a hindrance. But we did see this a little bit in Summer League, how taking the ball out of certain guys' hands hurt them. Jalen Suggs had the ball in his hands a lot. I think that was a main focus for the Magic, and it hurt Cole Anthony. To some extent, it hurt RJ Hampton. Um, although I think Hampton still was able to find pockets to, to make things work, um, and his shooting has gotten significantly better, where he is a, a much more valuable player. Uh, that, that, that will make him a much more valuable player. Um, it's going to be tough to fit all those guys together, especially guys who are so used to being kind of the point guard and the man with the ball in his hands. Um, Cole Anthony, I think, especially had struggled to adjust to that in summer league. Um, how the Magic bring Markel Fultz back into the fold is going to be a huge question mark this year. We don't even know yet... Um, we don't even know yet when... Markel Fultz is going to be uh, is going to be back in the lineup. To be perfectly honest, we don't know that. Um, it's it's a huge question mark. Absolutely is. Um, he could be back for training camp. There's been some some hinting that that they're hopeful he'll be back for training camp, but it could take a while. And even then, it's going to be a little bit of a stop and start process. The Magic will surely be cautious with both him and Jonathan Isaac as they get back from from their injuries, from their long-term injuries, um, I wouldn't expect them to play back-to-backs. I'd expect them to play some limited minutes and slowly grow into, slowly grow from there. So there's going to be a lot of shifting roles here. And so I think the point guard position is definitely a huge question. The area where the Magic are probably the weakest at now is at that forward position, especially kind of the small forward position. You can argue that, that for Franz Wagner, Jonathan Isaac, and Jumo Kiki, their best positions are all at the four instead of the three. Now, again, that's more about who you can defend and who you can than, than where you can play offensively because the three and the four offensively are not so different. You need you need shooting. Shooting is kind of the big equalizer uh, among positions. But the Magic really lack kind of a, a true small four, um, for lack of a better term. I mean, I think we'll see Gary Harris play there. We'll certainly see Terrence Ross play there. 
Uh, RJ Hampton played a little bit of small forward. I, I just I didn't think he was like big enough um, in, in the minutes that I saw him do that during summer league. Uh, I thought he really struggled defensively at the three, and so I'm not quite ready to give him a ton of minutes at the three. Uh, and so I think there's a big question mark about how the Magic fill those small forward minutes. Um, and, and I think that's going to be one of the bigger roster decisions the Magic have. And, and someplace that I think the Magic... Um, I think that's where the Magic are going to continue to 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 have to experiment a little bit um, this, this season. They do have one player, though, who might be able to fill those minutes coming off of the Summer League roster. We'll talk more about some of the Summer League guys who might stick around on two-way contracts, but one guy needs a little bit of attention. And we're going to give you some team at time coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. And one of them is excessive sweating. I live in Florida. It is hot. It is even in even in mid-August, it is still way too hot to go outside for very, very long. And, you know, I, I walk to work occasionally and I hate it. I come I come back to work. I'm all sweaty and I do have to worry about what that does to my clothes. No one wants to sweat through their shirts for no reason. It is one of the more embarrassing things you can do. So, no matter what, this isn't the most life or death thing, but you want to look your best. And unfortunately, the elements sometimes get to you. And that's why you should use Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed the next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guarantee. I know this sounds too good to be true, but you, I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock today. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George and DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and a whole lot more. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. So obviously there's still that one roster spot to deal with. And we do expect that it goes to Moritz Wagner, but the guy everyone wants it to go to is probably the biggest, I don't know, revelation is the right word because um, he played about as expected for, for, for who he is, but uh, everyone's favorite summer leaguer, and that is Giannis Tima. 
If you don't know the story of Giannis Tima, um, he is someone that, that magic nerds like me have had their eye on for quite some time. He was taken with the last pick in the 2013 draft by the Memphis Grizzlies and then traded to the Orlando Magic in 2015 for Luke Ridnour during the famed summer of Ridnour. Um, he got traded like two, three times that, that summer. The Magic have held Tima's rights, but just haven't had the right opportunity for him to come along. Um, I've heard, I've read mixed stories on why that was the case. Um, some of it was the Magic had no, in- some have said that the Magic had no interest in bringing him over. Uh, I have heard as well that Tima wanted a guaranteed role to come over, wanted to be sure that he would actually be playing if he was going to make his way over to the NBA. Uh, and so the timing just never was right. Um, my my understanding, too, according to several reports, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond went to meet with Tima when they got hired um, just to get a feel for him and, and to express their interest in him. Um, but, of course, the timing was just never right for him to make the trip over to the NBA. At 29 years old, it kind of felt like Tima's time might have passed, but he continued to put up some solid numbers um, in Russia and where he was playing overseas. He played decently well for Latvia in Eurobasket competitions. Um, so this was a guy that, you know, again, not a high-level NBA player, not someone who's going to drop 20, 30 points. He's not even doing that in EuroLeague. But someone who can fit a role pretty cleanly. At six foot seven, he's got good size. He's, you know, a willing defender. Not a great defender, but a willing defender. Um, and more importantly, a solid three-point shooter. Good at, able, good at, at spot-up shooting especially. Um, and so definitely had a skill that could translate to the NBA. But again, at 29 years old, time was running out. When Tima arrived with the Orlando Magic this offseason, though, there was a fair bit of excitement um, you know, m- among people like me who follow, followed this guy around. But pretty quickly, Tima became a fan favorite because the dude looks like he's out of central casting uh, as far as Latvians go, uh, perhaps. Um, certainly a character... Um, someone who trains in Miami during the offseason, so he's familiar with the United States, so he's, there's not that bit of culture shock. Um, he he made an immediate impact. He could have looked the way he does uh, and not really turned heads, but the fact that he was scoring, the fact that he was playing exceptionally well changed everything. And honestly, the way the Magic used him certainly suggests that they believe that he is part of the team's future. His minutes tailed off toward the end of Summer League, it felt like they'd seen enough, and certainly Magic fans had seen enough. They do want this guy signed. Now, he obviously fits a big need. Like I said, the Magic have a, have a little bit of a shortage of small forwards, a little bit of a shortage of guys who can play that, that three position uh, or play that more natural three position rather than a three four. He's more of a two three. Um, at six foot seven, he does have good size to play the position. Again, not a great defender. He's willing defender. He was rotating really, really well, sometimes roaming a little bit too much, but. I really, really liked the way that Tima played throughout Summer League. And of course, that three-point shooting is just something the Magic so desperately need, even if it's just a spot-up guy. Uh, the question then is, is this the right opportunity for him to come over? Um, he's supposedly leaving his team in Russia because his team went bankrupt. Um, there's there's some financial issues going on. That's never a guarantee uh, in leagues overseas. Uh, and so there is this question about where he fits in. And, and again, if one of the issues was that the Magic couldn't guarantee him a role, they certainly could not do that now. However, this may be his last good chance to make the NBA, and obviously the Magic hold his rights, uh, and they have the space available for him. I don't know what's going to happen with Giannis Tima. Um, I think he certainly showed and, and, and displayed enough to get a contract somewhere. He will be playing basketball again next year. I don't think he's a two-way contract candidate. Uh, I just think the age and I think his interests 
and what he wants to accomplish in his career are probably not aligned with the G League mission uh, and what the G League is trying to do. But if the Magic, you know, again, want to use that 15th roster spot, this is the guy they probably use it on. If the Magic are having second thoughts of signing Mortz Wagner to that reported two-year deal, this is the guy that's probably the reason why. Uh, I, I do think that that Tima is a really strong player. I think that Tima uh, can help this team out tremendously. But the question is, are they going to pull the trigger on that? Are they going to to be able to, to fit him into that roster space and into that roster spot? I think that's a, a very real question. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I think Tima has earned a roster spot or earned a roster spot somewhere. Um, the question is whether that is uh, high enough in the rotation for him to get minutes or not. Um, but Tima had a really good summer league, uh, and I think that we will see him uh, see him su- playing somewhere, whether it's here or whether it's overseas. We're going to close up today's show talking a little bit about the schedule, as we know now when it's coming out, and so we'll get you prepped for that coming up here in just a minute. But first, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. I'm not a protein bar person. I don't like protein bars. I'm intimidated by them, just like I'm intimidated by most things that have to do with exercise and and all that stuff. But uh, this bar is truly, truly, truly different. Um, It is not those typical bars that you find at the convenience store. They're not 350 calories or two servings, 175 or whatever the case may be. These are not your typical meal replacement bars that are just chock full of protein and don't really taste like what they what they say like you say. You know, you buy those bars, you're not looking forward to eating them. Built bars are completely different. Not only are they low calories with range, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories and chock full of protein with 17 to 18 grams of protein, these bars taste exactly like what they say on the box. The mint brownie tastes like mint brownie. The double chocolate tastes like double chocolate. The orange tastes like orange. It actually tastes really good too. There's flavors there that I would never try in a million years that I actually really, really like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all those gold medals powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked Up. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So a little bit of news to prime up here as we get set for the rest of the offseason. Uh, the NBA released its Christmas Day and opening week schedule. Uh, for national TV at least, uh, naturally, the Magic are not on national TV, nor will they probably be on national TV at any point this season, despite drafting Jalen Suggs. I- I'm putting it very small chance that maybe the Magic's game at Portland might get the TNT or ESPN treatment uh, for Suggs' kind of homecoming to the Northwest. Uh, maybe at Minnesota instead, since he's actually from Minnesota, not from the Northwest, but uh, I don't think Minnesota's a big national draw. Uh, and anyways, yeah, most people expect that this Magic team will probably be one of the worst in the Eastern Conference, so don't expect any national TV games. However, what came with that was the happy news that we will have a schedule 
Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the NBA will release its 2022, its 75th anniversary schedule. So we will get a schedule coming out at that point. Um, so we're very, 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 very excited about that. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll break down that schedule coming up on Monday, uh, maybe Saturday, probably Monday, um, and, and, and talk about what the trouble spots might be in the schedule and, and what to expect from the Magic uh, just from a scheduled basis. Um, but we are getting closer and closer to the NBA regular season. Uh, we are getting, uh, we're about six weeks away now from training camp, so things are going to happen very, very quickly. We won't have time to do our usual historical studies and historical deep dives like we usually do in kind of this August dead period because the calendar's been kind of moved up because of the the, the COVID delays. Um, so we're going to be back on schedule next season with the, se- with the training camps opening in late September and the season starting in mid-October. So we got that to look forward to. So... Friday, 3 o'clock, we'll have a schedule. You can get the latest on that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as on Twitter, at OMagicDaily. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure as well to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski updating you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, the only Locked On Magic has been Phil Frost and Mike. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked